What up, what up? Welcome to the show. It's Friday. You made it. <sighs> Almost to the weekend here on the Maggie and Perloff show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We're coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, we're on Sirius XM channel 158. We are on the free Odyssey app and we are streaming live. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. And Perloff, this was a story that really captivated sports fans over the last few weeks. And that was a young man by the name of Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy, plays in the Horizon League, who was closing in on Pete Maravich's all-time college scoring record. Yeah, I know. Had the tournament second round last night. Unfortunately, lose to Youngtown, Youngstown State, the Penguins, if you didn't know, and falls just three points shy of tying the record. But what an accomplishment. And Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy is good enough to join us now. Antoine, thank you so much for making the time. Like, what's swimming through your head today? Um, you know, I'm just, you know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, I, I came up short of the record. But, I mean, we're hoping to get um, a CBI bid or something like that just to continue the season. Not just, not just for the record, but just to end the season on a better note. And, um, you know, I feel good. I mean, I feel like God has something is, something better in store and, you know, another opportunity or something ahead. So I'm not – I didn't really stress about it. I was more mad about the loss that we had the other day. Yeah, I mean, you've had a few hours to process it. Tell me about your mentality last night. Where you Obviously, you had to know how many points you needed and all that. But it seemed like they were playing really tough defense on you. As a fan, we were a little frustrated. Did you notice yeah. that, that they were not making it easy for you last night? Yeah, I mean, they were double-teaming me. But it's like I, that's what I've seen for the last five years of my college career was, was that. And I've seen it like every year. So it wasn't nothing new. I mean, with the, of a, as a player of my magnitude and how many points I average and everything, I mean, uh Sending two people at me, I can't be mad at the other teams for doing that, you know. So, um, I, I mean, it was a good, well-fought game from us, and I had plenty of opportunities to get it, and um, it just came up short. Well, hopefully you guys will be going to a postseason tournament, and so you will have an opportunity to break the record. But can you just put in perspective, you mentioned five years in college, right? Obviously, it's a little different than Pete Maravich, who had three. You get the extra year because of the COVID year. You're playing basketball for your father, who, of course, was Mike Davis, who's the longtime uh, college basketball coach, you know, coached at Indiana, took over for Bobby Knight. We all know uh, his resume. It's incredible. Can you take me through these, like, five years? When did you even start thinking that you'd get close to this record? Um, well, I didn't really even start thinking about it till I heard about it this past summer. And, you know, I mean, I, I just did what I did every summer for the last five years and the last, really, the last seven to eight years, and that's just work, 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 and work and get thousands and thousands of shots up. So I was just preparing myself just for the season, not, not necessarily the record. And, you know, just um, I'm just so blessed to be in the company of Pete Maravich and, you know, him not having a three-point line. And you know him um, doing it in three years, and you know, and then I don't want—I don't even like when people like I see on social media people compare the two of us, and you know, who would you rather have and this and that. I don't really—I don't really even want that, you know. Um, I just—I'm just so blessed to be and so fortunate to even be in the same position that I'm in to even be in the same name with them. Do you ever pull up YouTube highlights of Pete Maravich? And if so, what do you think? He's kind of got an unusual game. Oh yeah, I mean he's phenomenal. I mean, I since middle school I've been watching his highlights, and that's when I first started 
playing basketball. And so um, I used to go out in my driveway and just do his dribbling drills and watch all his videos on how and, like, see what he does and stuff like that. My dad had me watch him and everything. But I just go out in my driveway and do the same type of stuff. And so, I mean, he he was, like, really one of the reasons I started playing basketball. And just, like, he's, he's his beginner stuff for dribbling drills and stuff like that helped me um, evolve my game and get better. Antoine Davis is our guest. He is the guard from Detroit Mercy, who three points away from time Pete Maravich's all-time college scoring record. But if you go to the postseason, then we assume you're going to score more than three points. So this record is still within striking distance for you if you guys play in the postseason. I mean, Antoine, you said you don't love the comparisons. You're, you know, Pete Maravich did what he did in, in three years. You're doing what you're doing in five years. No three-point line. You mentioned that. But would you consider yourself the all-time scoring leader if you do get a postseason game? I mean, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, you could say what you want. I mean, I see all the tweets and everything about people saying it's, it's not the same. Pete did it in three years. I did it in five with extra games and stuff like that. And, you know, um, I mean, it, it, you just won't really be able to deny it. It's not something that – I mean, it's going to be in the record books forever. So, I mean, you can have your own opinion about it or not. And, you know, you can say it doesn't count, but, I mean – in the, in the NCAA record books is going to count. So um, I don't look at it like hate or jealousy or anything. I just take it. I just mo- it, it motivates me to, to, you know, just keep doing better and just, you know, just doing my thing. And as far as the comparison for me and Pete, there's no comparison. I mean, he, he did something that, that was never been done and it took 53 years for somebody like me to come along and do something like that. So um, I wouldn't even compare one another. I mean, he's just, He's a phenomenal player. Antoine, as you look back at your career at Detroit Mercy, any anything you would have done differently over the last few years? Um, I mean, I did the, the same things all my years throughout college, and that was to get two to 3,000 shots up a day. And off days, I was shooting 1,000 and just working on my craft and perfecting my jumper and just working on the little things. This off season was um, more focused on my strength and conditioning, and that's what – that's what we did. So I'm, I'm 165 is 170, and I, my first couple years I was playing at 150, 155, and so that was like the main missing thing that I was missing in my game, and so that was the main focus along with my 3,000 to 2,000 shots that I put up every day. All right, give me an NBA comp that you like for yourself. Somebody who plays in the pros who you sort of either model yourself after or who you think reminds you of yourself. Um, my favorite player is Lou Williams, um, and that's who I study the most film on. I mean, I watch I Steph Curry, Trey Young, uh, Kyrie, Dame, all those players. But my favorite player that I study more than like than all five of those guys is is Lou Williams, and how creative of a scorer he is, and just different ways he can put the ball in the hoop. And I compare myself to him. I thought they should have named the Sixth Man of the Year Award after Lou Williams and my co-host rebuffed the idea, never even gave it a second thought. Antoine, last one for me, and it's about this cool relationship with your dad and the fact that you've been playing for him. I mentioned before, you know, famously coach at Indiana, took over for Bobby Knight. I mean, filled some, you know, that was a tough situation, filled some really big shoes there and has been an excellent college basketball coach. What has it meant for you to play for your dad for the last five years? Um, just reflecting on the whole the Bobby Knight thing, I mean that, and for him to step up and you know after 
Bobby Knight doing what he did for the university and then him coming as a black coach and just to, you know, do the things that he did, take take a team to the Final Four playing the championship game. I mean, he's a, uh, not just me saying this as his son, but as if I wasn't his son, as a spectator, I'd be like, wow, that's a really good coach and he knows what he's doing. Yep. And so, um, you know, just being having the opportunity to play for a great coach like that and, you know, being where he's won everywhere he's been other than, than here, but, I mean, he still has time to win here. I just I – just, was so blessed and thankful to to have the opportunity to even play for him. And, you know, first being able to, you know, I had my, I I signed to uh, U of H university of Houston to play with coach Sampson. I had backed out of it and he allowed me to, to go and play for my dad. And, you know, I'm just so thankful for him to allow me to do that. You know, um, just playing with him and my brother being an assistant coach is just, you know, something special. I mean, they were along this whole journey with me. And so, just to have my family there, you know, a lot of people can't say that they have their their brother assistant coach and then their dad as the head coaching. You know, that's just something really special. That's so cool. And Antoine, I'm so glad you did this interview today because I'm sure, you know, someone else might be in your position would be like, no, I don't want to do it because I didn't get the record. But that's not what this is about. This is about the culmination of an incredible career. Hopefully one, you get an, uh, another game or, uh, or another few games in a postseason tournament. But you know, not everything is like the Hollywood ending or the storybook ending, but that doesn't take away from everything you've accomplished in your college career. It's awesome. It shows such great character. And obviously, you know, your parents did a great job. I mean, you're, you're doing excellent. Thank you for doing this. And by the way, yeah, you know, thank you. Thank she you. only likes you because you said Lou Williams. She's <laughs> That's been, not she's true. She's been smiling. I've, I've liked you You're this not whole time. alone. There are a lot of <laughs> Lou Williams fans out there. Uh, Antoine, hey. thanks so much. We wish you the best of luck. Hope you guys get a postseason game or two. Yeah, I hope so, too. Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate it. Appreciate that. What a great kid. Okay. Young man, sorry. Yeah, first of all, he's amazing. But that's yeah. not the point here. The point here is Lou Williams won three six-man-of-the-year awards. Jamal Crawford, in the same era, also won three. I Why Lou, Lou over Jamal? Won, I thought They're both... he won four, Lou. I got, I got three for Lou because Jamal won. I mean, Jamal kept boxing him out. <laughs> it was a it was a mano a mano thought, battle with an Eric Gordon thrown in for a good measure. Listen, I thought they should give it to Lou. I think they should present it every year at Magic City. I think this could be our whole thing. <laughs> There's some other great names on here. I I forgot J.R. Smith won definitely. it with the Knicks. With the Knicks, definitely. What? James Harden won it. Lamar Odom. This is an amazing. Win. James Harden must have won it the year that the OKC went to the finals. Yeah. Uh, 11 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leandro Barbosa, who's now in the big three tournament. Mike Miller. This is a who's who of <laughs> guys that, I, <laughs> that you like as an NBA player, but you're not sure where they fit. Now, we can't mention Leandro Barbosa or anybody who ever played one minute of Suns basketball during that era, or else it's going to spark a debate between Perloff and Mike Samter about no, whether or not no Steve Nash deserved both MVPs. This Argument just comes and will hit us at any moment. Yeah, yeah. That's not, of course, Sam Sarah thinks a short guy should win the MVP. <laughs> I mean, come on. No, he definitely deserved the first one. The second one, I'll definitely take arguments about the second one. The okay. first one, he 100% deserved. Wait, no, the second one, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. It's too. It, I, my Half of my life is you two debating about Steve Nash's MVP. Wait, who and the other on? half is Sean Kemp versus Carmelo on? Anthony. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or Sean Kemp, Carmelo Anthony, who have nothing in common. Why yeah. would we ever compare these two guys? Yeah, one is wildly overrated and the other is underappreciated. <laughs> you pick which one. No, no, I'll agree with both of those statements. Carmelo's still better. Man, how about Jared in the chat said I said I called Antoine Davis kid like I'm 70 years old. I didn't mean to do that. Oh. I know. <laughs> 
something happens when you have a child of your own where everyone becomes kid. Wait. No, when somebody's birthday is after the year 2000, you're yes. allowed to call them kid. I don't care that, how old you yeah. are. That that should be written into the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Did I go back to the Steve Nash? I didn't mean to. Uh, no, no, no. I'm caught up in this. Did you know Corliss Williamson won a six-man award? <laughs> Sacramento? Uh, Detroit. Oh, Detroit. There are uh, five Hall of Famers. This is amazing. This is an amazing list of some of my favorite players. Of course, my favorite player of all time, Rodney Rogers, won it with the Suns in 2000. Everyone remembers that. Yeah, that was a big one. Daryl about- Armstrong, who used to drink a pot of coffee and four chocolate bars before every game. Remember that guy with the magic? Yes, definitely. I didn't know he drank a pot of coffee and four chocolate bars. Yeah. We are going to talk about that caffeine poisoning. Oh, later. let's you do should, that next. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should hear Daryl Armstrong drank an entire pot. You know those round pots they have in the break room at work? Yeah. <laughs> drank yeah. a whole pot right like before he came coffee. on the court. Yeah, right yeah. before he came on the court. That makes sense, right? Yeah, but it also coffee can be kind of dehydrating, I found. Yeah, not for Daryl Armstrong. <laughs> he won the 1999 Six Man of the Year. Well, when you're washing it he down with the four chocolate bar. Or as, as Maggie likes called, the Lou. <laughs> yeah, shorthand. Like the Lombardi, just the Lou. Oh, Detlef Schreff and Ricky Pierce, two apiece. Now, you can't name it Lou Williams. There's just too many great six men. That's I, I think Lou what? Williams is one of those great six men. Well, what is it? It's a name to Havlicek, right? Uh, I think they gave it to Havlicek. Right, who has a, famously a six man. He kind of yeah. like invented the position yeah. of like being that weapon off the bench. I think I gotta I gotta be honest. I never understood the career of John Havlicek because it is is he one of the great all time players like top yeah. fifteen, but he didn't start. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's how good that Celtics team was. Was that the deal? But he was the heart and soul. Or maybe the... this was like a Red Auerbach, you know, invention where it's like I'm gonna save one of my guys, even though he could be starting. I'm gonna bring him off the bench. But wasn't he a three time MVP or something like that? Listen. Yeah, I told you it's a mystery. Don't pretend you know any better why John Applejack was coming off the bench. I I, I don't know. We have to like call. Also, it's the way it's Dan spelled. Dan Shaughnessy or something. The way it's spelled, Havlicek. It should be Havlicek. Anyway, keep on going. Move on. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I like that from Antoine Davis. He's got a great attitude about this whole thing. And I think he's going to break the record. I, now I'm rooting so hard. What if he got out there and just was ice cold and can't get the four points? I'm, I'm rooting for him. Maybe he'll catch on in the league or something. Yeah, six one. He's written up in all the draft websites, so yeah. he has a shot. Definitely. Can shoot. Big three point shooter has a shot. That's all the rage in the NBA. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Still have a minute or two to get your last submissions in for the advice duck. The duck will quack next. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff after this on CBS Sports Radio. We're back here on Maggie and Perloff. A lot going on. We got the okay from corporate to do the peanut butter challenge. Tell them what it is. So I have to eat a jar of peanut butter next week in one show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. Not one show. I thought we were saying an hour. What are you talking about? I thought we were still negotiating the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's sometime less than three hours. I don't think we've <laughs> finalized how much. Okay. Did we say an hour? I I thought that we started. I'm sorry. I'm. I, yeah, Maggie's thought, putting on her advice. Dot <laughs> so. Wait, what? So <laughs> I I was talking tough like a quarterback at the NFL draft scout, scouting <laughs> yeah. on my say I could do it in an hour. But that was just talk. Oh, I thought, is that the requirement? I thought you really were a legend, or trying to be. Um, like, like at the I Richard think three hours is plenty legend but yeah i guess i could do it an hour is that is that what people are challenging me to do i i thought we were thinking about an hour so we can workshop all these details yeah as we go on 
I want to negotiate this a little bit. Okay. Well, when, we still have to negotiate the day. We still have to yeah. negotiate the brand of peanut butter, yep. which really should be your call. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna enforce that or try to fight you. Yeah, I mean, listen. I don't want to use one of these all natural oil brand. That'll be too easy. I want it to at least last an hour. <laughs> okay. I might go 15 minutes for one of those. Um, I can't take you seriously while you're sitting here in a yellow duck costume. So, uh, well, <laughs> this is as serious as I get. Oh boy! All right, so it is time for the <laughs> advice duck, our weekly segment on Maggie and Perloff where Maggie Gray leaves and a giant yellow duck comes in the studio to answer your questions on how to live life from the view of a large <laughs> duck. I'm not saying you're large. I'm just saying for a duck. <laughs> it's okay. The suit adds, you know, 10 pounds. On television, yeah. yes. <laughs> 10 hundred pounds. Uh, okay. What do you got? So this one was interesting. It's off of a tweet that went viral from earlier this week. So... This was from Bethany in New Mexico, brought it to our attention. Here was the tweet. She's asking if this is appropriate. The tweet read, I don't know who the handsome LSU fan with the white golf shirt who said hi, Leah, to me right before the game started is, but if he's out there, I'll be free end of June if he wants to get drinks. What you do until the end of June? But okay. <laughs> well, she's a sports reporter, or her so, handle oh, college is baseball, probably. Leah Van Sports. Yeah, she's um, LSU baseball and football beat writer. Got it. So she has to wait for the baseball season to be over. Right. So Bethany was asking, "Do I think that this is appropriate? Do I think that this is a good way to to go about finding uh, a date or someone you know someone yeah. to date?" Listen. I think everything's fair game when it comes to social media. Not like, you know, hitting mm -hmm. on people who are married and stuff like that, but she clearly doesn't know anything about this person except for he walked by and said, hey, Leah. I think trying to find that person on social media or, you know, putting yourself out there a little bit to try to find love, not a bad thing, Perloff. I think it's worth it. These circumstances bother me a bit, though. What's that? She's working... Uh, it, and uh, she's covering. No, I don't no this know. was a basketball game. She's not working. She's a baseball and football beat writer. I think she was uh, just no, a fan. I, I actually, she followed up a tweet said I was working at the time. So oh, I was she know. working at the time? Yeah. No. So she was working. <laughs> okay. uh, she admitted she was working. Yeah. It's not just that. I think that the fact that this guy knew her name. Now I don't know how extensive. So he presumably watched her on TV. And was a fan, or she's a beat writer, or maybe just a yeah, seen yeah, her yeah. around, right? Anyway, or follows LSU, or media. follows her on Twitter. Yeah, so that I don't know. Okay, you that you've been in this situation. You're on the streets. Yeah, a guy says hi, Maggie. Yeah, I always think I'm, that we went to high school together, <laughs> but right, we say, did. Say he recognized. Does, yeah. Do you get your guard up a little bit in that situation? That's what I'm sort of worrying about. Oh, um. Well, usually it's a pretty good encounter. Like okay. people wouldn't say something if they didn't, okay. you know, listen or, you know, or appreciate what you do or whatever it is. I get a lot of like, oh, my daughter wants to do this or my sister was into sports too. I get a lot of that. But you must have a guy or two who's sort of flirted. You know, I, I don't think it was flirting. I think it was more just like, hey, well, I recognize you from whatever. Maybe this guy. No who one's was, like really shot their shot. I mean, basically, anytime a guy's talking to a girl, yeah, he's yeah. flirting. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm just like too <laughs> yeah. oblivious. Or, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see it. You've had your version of hi, Leah. 
I don't know. The whole <laughs> I, have, I have that. Thing, yes. I, I agree with the advice, sex advice that there's nothing wrong with taking your shot on social media. And like it's taking just, a little bit of a risk, putting yourself out there. Yeah, there's something about this whole. I can't put my finger on it. Something about this entire thing feels off with this woman tweeting that. Is it because she was at work and it was like a guy? She works covering LSU and there's a guy wearing an LSU shirt. It feels maybe. Hmm. Wrong place, wrong time to bring this up. Yeah, that's and that's. I didn't of, know, she was, I didn't know she was at work. I'm gonna be honest. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. But, too. She, but here's the thing: she didn't do anything yeah. at work. It's not like she chased him down and yeah, was she, like she waited until after it was over. Yeah, to she, she's. Thing. I don't think her credibility takes a hit on this at all. The other thing too is, oh man, the device tech's not gonna like this. What's up? I think it sounds a bit desperate. I'm oh, a little sorry. thirsty? A little thirsty to put that out on social media. So I I would actually, if I was single, I would probably ask the advice like the same question. It just imme- immediately feels, if I did it, it would yeah. feel desperate. Okay, I think the advice duck is going to call out some, like, how long have you been married? Uh, Like 11 years. Right, so just things have changed really rapidly in dating in the mm. last decade. Not really. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I know. Everyone meets on, like, social media now has changed. Like, I don't know if you can be coy like you might have been before. Yeah, I I just think the basic dynamics of the social world have not changed that much. Like, you do not want to, you don't want to give away all the power in a relationship immediately. Uh, You think that's what she's doing? I think she comes off. Yeah, I don't think this is the best way to start a relationship. I would not, I would not advise a friend to go about this way. So, flip side. Woman, a guy, if a guy, you, hey, Pearl off. Yeah. Say I was single and yes. a woman did that. Said, hey, uh, that pretty woman in yeah. Saskatchewan who waved <laughs> to me during the CFL yeah. Grey Cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That, you, really had, yeah. you really had that fantasy ready yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah. I don't know. After <laughs> shotgunning a beer. <laughs> <laughs> we locked eyes across the tailgate. Yeah. I don't know. I immediately feel like I'm entering a, a creepy territory if uh, I put that tweet out there. And I feel, yeah, I don't know. You understand what I'm getting at. I just, you're probably right. I'm probably not in tune with the modern day things. It just feels like this is not going to work out well, for Well, there is like a very, I think one of the most popular dating apps now is Bumble, right? And the whole thing about Bumble is the woman makes the first move. So guys, right, I think I'm right about this. Guys don't yep. contact you. You, The woman contacts the guy. But that doesn't, I don't think, give away the hand, like the, the upper hand, if you will. Okay. You know? Well, that's why you're the advice doc. Listen, quack, quack. <laughs> Do you think this relationship is going to work if they if they get together? Well, I mean, I kind of hope the guy's not married because that would. Well, she admitted that I have no idea if he's married or yeah, not. Yeah, he walked by her. She's not going to see, like, if he's right, wearing right, a wedding right. ring. She put the caveat if he's married or has a relationship. Yeah. Of course, this is not relevant. Right, or in a relationship. She was very smart about that. So say he's not. Do you I wonder. Honor- well, I'd love an update. I guarantee they do not get married. They might not get married, but how many dates end in marriage? They could go out on a date right. or two. It's 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 bad. It's a bad start. It's a bad start. All I'm saying. I can see exactly where they're going. Maybe they'll go on three dates. Maybe four dates. Hey, did you you? I know you've been watching Full Swing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The golf series on Netflix that follows around the PGA Tour. I didn't realize that Brooks Kepka met his model wife. She's like, yeah, I slid into his DMs. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. four years ago. Now we're married. Yeah. Or, or I guess they're getting married. Did, as you, far, did you watch the whole Brooks Kepka episode? I did. And I was really surprised that he, A, he's a terrible liar. And B, thought that he could get away with lying on camera. About Liv? Not oh. about Liv. I only watched the first two episodes. Oh. About um, not watching the Masters after he missed the cut. 
Oh. And they're like, so you don't even know who won the Masters? He's like, no. Who? Oh, Scotty Scheffler. It was such yeah. a terrible lie. It's like, dude, don't don't try to lie. I see. I, I, I think he was telling the truth because I've never seen a person have a mental breakdown like Brooks Kepka in episode two. You could see. He descends his, into darkness. You could it see his sad. confidence in his yeah. golf game. He came in second at the waste management, which I was just open. Then it just went downhill. And it, I'm sorry, because him and his relationship are kind of famous. It looked like he was having trouble even talking to her because he was so obsessed with losing in golf, which I understand. It's I a, know. A I lot know. of pressure. He was just like not present in yeah, their relationship a, at all. A wedding coming up and he couldn't plan it. Yeah. And then at the end, actually, I think it was an episode. So somebody asked him at a press conference about live. And he is the worst answer. It's all these guys. Yeah, four months later, he joins Liv. Yeah, terrible liars. But it's interesting to hear his rationale for joining Liv. Like, you know, listen, for some people, it's completely indefensible. You know, taking money from Saudi Royal Fund will never be okay. But And I totally understand that. What I thought was interesting about Kepka was he was having such a crisis of confidence yeah. that he was like, I can't compete with these guys anymore. And at least that's what he says. I can't compete with them, so I'm going to go to live as because I'm kind of surrendering, right? No, he didn't say that. He did say it. He said, I can't compete. I, I don't remember this. Yeah. He said, I can't compete on the PGA anymore. So I he said, I can't compete with these guys, like the top dudes, like the Scotty Schefflers, who was red hot at that time, and some of the big dogs on the tour. No, I think he meant... Like in his low moment. Yeah, I think I, I think what he meant by that was like right now I feel like I'm not competing with I don't think he meant moving forward I can't compete with him. There, no, 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 that's not where he went to live. Well, he, he went he to got, live for the money. He got a hundred million dollars to go to live. It's crazy. But and honestly, he already, he already had eighty million in the bank. I don't know why he needs that hundred million. His I, house was sick. It reminded me of the Cliff Kingsbury house. Remember the yeah. famous photo that Cliff tweeted out during yeah. the draft? He's got three million. He, he's got Millions and millions in earnings, even more in endorsement. He doesn't need to live money. I don't understand why he's going over. But I don't think it was because he can't compete with PGA. I know he felt at that moment like he couldn't. But golf is a funny thing. Have you gotten to Tony Finau yet? No, that? not yet. It is the, you will never feel better about sports in your life than the one hour with Tony Finau. <laughs> okay. He takes his family of eight with him to every tournament. And they are the greatest family that ever existed. They're all little kids. It's like the Partridge family. It's <laughs> they so, sing and dance? Basically, yes. They're <laughs> so cool. And it is really one of the... I love these. I'm, now I got to go back and do the F1 show because I'm all in on Netflix sports things. Yeah. That, the tennis one. The tennis one was... Did the you enjoy one. the tennis one? You did a little more of the tennis one than I me. did a little more of the tennis one, yeah. And then the quarterback one. You know, this summer they're doing the quarterback one with Kirk Cousins. Well, that one they're doing a, it with Patrick Mahomes. He's kind of the yeah. headliner. Cousins, Mahomes, and who's the third one? Mariota. Mariota, that'll be good. Yeah, this is good. I love took Netflix. two of the most boring quarterbacks you could possibly like. Mahomes yeah, is I'm interesting. Like, ah. Maybe Mahomes is like not super interesting. No, Mahomes. Kirk like, Cousins he, and yeah, Marcus Mariota. It's like you know that Netflix series starring Kirk Cousins. Like, oh, how did that get greenlit? <laughs> no offense to Kirk, it's just like he's yeah. famously boring. Yeah, I don't think Mahomes is actually. Uh, Lighten up the Manhattan skyline with his social life either. <laughs> but yeah, at least he's saying. awesome. Like, at least he, but at least he's won Super Bowls and like his wife is interesting and his brother's interesting and he has, yeah. you know, he's winning stuff and he's Patrick Mahomes. So at least you're interested just because it's him. But Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota, you could literally not choose anybody else that I'm less interested in watching. Yeah, but you know how these documentary series work. They turn these guys. Turns out that there's so much going on behind the scenes. Yeah, they're, they're going to get great. The the more interesting golfers on full swing were the guys we never heard of. What's the the short guy they followed around? I can't remember. I've only watched the first two episodes. Yeah, they they take a guy who's barely on the tour, mm -hmm. and it's the best one of the whole thing. Now you're right, Mario. 
Ed Cousins are particularly <laughs> well, we'll inspiring. I bet you they're awesome. I bet you. I bet you well, they're more interesting. Than guys, my you don't know about are interesting because then you learn about them. But I feel like we know as much as we need to know about Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota. Yeah, listen, to know that they're not interesting. I tell you, there is not a less. In, there are not two less interesting people on planet Earth than Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler, <laughs> and the stuff around them is incredibly well, interesting. Brooks is kind of interesting because he, he was not, like the you know he had the stuff going on with uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Like he's got some bleep you in him. Yeah, I mean the Dustin Johnson yeah, right. rumors and all that, but I mean he's not he's not going to sit the camera and uh, entertain. He's not Chris Rock. He is quite a quiet dude. Well, and the funny part about Mariota, I know people. I've saw I've seen people. I think Peter King wrote about this. Like maybe we'll get a little insight when he got benched and then left the team. Right. Absolutely. But how do you know that that's going to be on the table? I think they will. It was in his wife delivering too. Was a report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be great. Kirk Cousins on the airplane with the players putting the. The swag on them. Yeah, right. There's stuff. Come on. It'll be interesting. I'll bet you... All right. Another show back. I'll bet you Kirk Cousins is the most interesting part of that. For some reason, I can't explain. It's going to be <laughs> totally good. Yeah, it's a low bar. It's <laughs> yeah. Patrick Mahomes and Marcus Mariota. Like, I, you're probably going to be right just because neither of those other guys have much to offer to me either. I'm not taking that bet. Um, Throw the, Carson Wentz into that list. And the four most boring guys in the NFL. The one bet that we do have, though... Well, it's not so much a bet as it is a challenge. We should update everyone. If you're just joining us or tuning in, didn't hear it today. We are greenlit for the Perloff Peanut Butter Challenge. Our boss, Spike Eskin, was in the studio earlier today, gave us the good news. We're ready to go. And actually, we're we're glad this has become such a thing of interest in the media. Stories getting picked up. No, I know. Wild. People people are just relieved that legal, and I gave it that thumbs up. We're going to go next week. We're going to work out the details. We'll, we'll spend the weekend thinking about it. I'm contacting my legal team. You contact yours. <laughs> yeah, sure. We're going to have rules <laughs> yeah. set up for next week. You've got a team, a legal oh, team. Wow. Yeah. I have a, <laughs> yeah. Remember, I was a paralegal. Ah, right. yes. I'm in this community. <laughs> yeah. I don't really need a legal team because of my paralegal experience. <laughs> you are the team, yes. Uh, I'll write up a contract. We can look at it on Monday for the rules, the bylaws, okay. everything that's going to happen here. And then I'll be ready for next week. By the way, when you said show bet, we got a bunch of show bets going on, too. We do. We've got a show bet right now. Try to keep track of all of them. We have a who will make it farther in the NBA. Play- no, no, no. You have a show I bet going with. I have Celtics versus Bucks with Celtics Chad and Green Bay. Chad and Green Bay. You and I have I have the Suns. Suns versus. No. We- I, I took the Nuggets. Yes, yeah, Suns versus Nuggets. And by the way, just, you first took the Clippers. I'm just FYI. Yeah, but that time, you you gave me that back when they signed Russell Westbrook, as you should have, because that was not going to work. <laughs> well, and, it, and it is not working. <laughs> uh, we just made a show bet that whether Bill Balchuk makes the playoffs yep. before he retires. And that one we have, too. I'm yes, you're no. That's fun. Hopefully we're around for another 10 years. <laughs> we have another 20 years when Belichick is 115 years old. Still calling plays. Yeah, I really, I like this. It gives me more reason to uh, get interested. We we got to find sporting events that we don't really want to watch, but we have to watch for work and add bets on top of those. Yeah, like, uh, what, darts or something? <laughs> uh, are you going to watch, isn't the, uh, isn't that tournament this weekend? The uh, the Players' Championship is coming up. We can players' bet on Championship? That. I mean, Mac, you know when things are. Is the Players' Championship this weekend? That I don't know. Or next weekend. John Jones back in the octagon this weekend. Yes. If that's something that you're into, he was probably the most famous athlete from my hometown. I was about to say, yeah. now we have news on that next week too. Oh yeah. If you uh, want. Binghamton sports. Should we, should we say, well, let's save that because that is huge. I love well, your definition the, of huge. 
I would say that John Jones and Maggie Gray will be in the same sort of, in the same worlds, same paragraph. <laughs> I don't know about the same paragraph. Is that fair to say? Also, and listen, I, I, you know, John Jones is from my hometown, but I don't know if I really want to be in the same paragraph. Oh, he yeah, doesn't yeah. have the cleanest rap sheet. Oh yeah. You know, you'll take Chandler, but not John <laughs> and Arthur. Arthur, yeah. we're claiming. Um, but also, he's back in the oh, octagon. Oh yeah, I'm this not weekend. sure you want Chandler. <laughs> uh, no, I Chandler, think, I sat next to at a dinner, so we're good. There's a lot of reports. John has cleaned it up. Yeah, I've and heard those. he's on the straight and narrow. We've heard it before, but that dude is talented. For his sake, I hope so. Now he's fighting a heavyweight. This is like 25 pounds heavier than he's ever fought. Yeah, I mean, if he's on his game, though, not that I I'm I don't claim to be an MMA expert at all, but I do know one thing: John Jones is good. I was at his, the first time he ever won the title was in Newark, New Jersey at the Prudential Center. I was there. Nice. Yeah, it was wild. He basically took out a guy with like a, it looked like a video game. Like a round, like a, I, I'm going to embarrass myself by how little I know about the, the <laughs> names of the moves he was doing, but it was like a bat when you like swing around your leg roundhouse Stu's <laughs> laughing at me. A roundhouse kick? <laughs> yeah, it was like, but it was like a backwards one. It was pretty dope. Which direction does a roundhouse kick <laughs> usually go? I would hope it. <laughs> Just think about it. Counterclockwise. <laughs> if you try, oh, it was counterclockwise. I think that's what made it so cool. That's impossible. No, I don't know. I don't. I, I just remember being completely in awe of what I was watching. I'm going to do going to break a counterclockwise roundhouse kick to see what happens here. Stu, you got the camera ready? All right. Ackerman, you ready? Move away. I just got to move. Yeah, exactly. That's... So, this is a normal one. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next UFC champ, Andrew Perlov. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're on the IL for a week. All right, we've got a lot more to do. we got to bring you that story about uh, interesting medical situation going on with a guy in college basketball. We'll get to that. Bizarre story. After this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. Stu's getting ready for a little Friday happy hour, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, what's well, your I love music it. selections today, dude? It's great. Spike picks. Love it. Gets me ready for my Spike w- picks. This wild your... weekend hanging out with a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, this is the soundtrack of Trolls World Tour 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it literally is. The song is in Trolls. Great it's movie. awesome. Makes, makes us want to, like, you know, go hit the club. Uh, we did catch Pearl off attempting to do a UFC move in the last well, segment. Yeah, you were actually, you were a little hesitant describing this kick that you saw John yeah, Jones. Yeah, we're talking about John Jones being back in the octagon. I saw him when he won his first title in Newark, New Jersey, like over a decade ago probably at this point. But I don't have the language to explain what he did to his opponent that night. That's why. I was a little hesitant, and then you took it from there. So. Well, you said it was a reverse roundhouse kick, and it, you never think about it, but a roundhouse kick has to go backwards, otherwise you fall flat on your face. Yeah, again, I, I, I don't have the language, <laughs> but I appreciate you trying to... That didn't go well. ...you know, work it out. All right, let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! He and the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Well, today's shot of the day was the good news we got today from our boss, Spike Eskin. So I have resolution. Ah, oh, okay. I have good news and bad news. What do you want first? I guess the bad. Wait, doesn't everyone? This is like Taylor never There is never no fails. bad news. Perloff yes. can eat yes. the peanut right. butter. Yes. 
Wait, that's the bad news, though. <laughs> this is great news. Eat the peanut butter, buddy. Thank you, Spike. There was some concern if I have Chunky that I could shred my esophagus. Concern from who? From me. Okay. Shred your esophagus. That's going to be three or four days of red tape you don't want to deal with, Spike. Can you imagine if you call me? I'm not here. Perloff really shredded his esophagus somehow. Creamy. They call you and they go, do you want the good news or the bad news? Amazing. We're excited. We get to do the peanut butter challenge. Lawyers and the executives, everyone stand down. Uh, this is fantastic news. Now we just need the type of peanut butter, yeah. the time limit, how many ch- liquid are you going to be able to consume alongside the peanut butter? Jelly allowed or not allowed? You know, it's an interesting thing I noticed. I t- took a bite the other day. I have to have a, a good spoon, a solid You might want to bring spoon. one from, from home. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> The plastic spoons in the break room might not get it done. <laughs> they are not getting it done. You'd need like several of them here. You'd probably keep breaking them. Totally random question. Yeah. Do you have your favorite silverware at home? I don't know if all your silverware matches, but you know, like I have a, a drawer with forks and knives and yeah. spoons. I don't, there's certain spoons that I will not use. <laughs> so I don't, that's funny. I don't have a certain cutlery that's my favorite, but I do have my favorite coffee mug. Oh, of course. Yeah. It's just like. If I'm not drinking my coffee out of that mug, it just the, the morning doesn't feel right. I'd love to know the science of that because I have that too. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the right thickness of mug and everything. Otherwise, yeah. it's a very disappointing or like experience. happy memories wherever you got the mug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and it can, it's got to keep the coffee hot. Oh, it's a long story. Yeah. But for me, you know what it is? There's there's like once in a while you'll see an old fork that's kind of mangled, and, yeah. and you're like, oh, it's just gonna ruin my meal. I'm very picky. <laughs> So, I, but that is actually relevant to the peanut butter challenge because I will be having ex- maybe I might go sterling silver with the spoon. I'm gonna really <laughs> make sure that is not going to get in the way. I'm gonna have yeah. all the conditions are going to be perfect, Maggie. You need to bring out like the family silverware that you only bring on good occasions. Well, and we also are looking into that peanut butter margarita. So we'll keep all the folks at Casamigos uh, totally Ooh, alert to what we come good. up with in the lab. Uh, it's time to answer our Ask the Pros question today. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question comes from GW9244, who asks on Twitter, why on God's green earth do punters have to run the 40 at the combine? Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, I can answer that one as an Eagles fan. If our punter <laughs> or backup punter, whoever was punting in the Super Bowl, is a little faster and could have caught Kadarius Tony at, say, the 25-yard line <laughs> instead of the 10-yard line, so I guess it's if, if you're a bad punter who punts down the middle of the field so you can catch a dude who's returning for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how ba- are you a good punter? Then you don't have to run the 40. If you're a bad punter, you have to run the 40. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why, did but he why would down... you draft a bad punter? But why was he punting to Tony anyways? Why didn't he punt it out of bounds? He, he, he said he slipped on the turf. Ah, everyone's blaming that turf now. Overwatered. Yeah, Overwatered I mean, in Arizona. Do we understand the irony Maggie, of that? Do not go against the Sod Father. Yeah, I know <laughs> the God of Sod. The guy, yeah, that guy. What's his name? George Toma. Toma. Yeah. yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. Did you know that as a contributor? I he's like in his nineties. I tried to to read that whole story, and I kind of saw Sod Father and thought that was cool, but I didn't want to read what happened to the, so, the turf according to him. Apparently. Like so many, unfortunately, are victim of ageism in this society. George Toma is alleging that the young, hot whippersnapper, new grounds crew people 
did not follow any of his his advice. Completely pushed him to the side. They overwatered the the field, and they didn't keep it outside long enough. So there was like too much wear and tear on it. Also, so it was overwatered yeah. and too much wear and tear. He said it was a disaster, and it's not his fault. Yeah, it's only the Super Bowl guys. Hello. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I I don't love blaming that on the loss for the Eagles because both sides had to deal with it. Yeah, that would be colossally lame if you blame the field. Well, it is interesting though. People said it neutralized the pass rush, but why that particular unit? I actually couldn't wrap my head around it. But yeah. it did seem like the Eagles' front line wasn't quite what it was before, which makes me think. I mean, the Eagles are headed into this off season. There's one minute left in the show. Can you answer this question? <laughs> yes. Do we draft another pass rusher? <laughs> <laughs> you asking for a friend? Would, well, I just want to know my Super advice. Bowl, we might lose some other guys at free agency. Oh, yeah, there's a NFL Network just put up the draft order. The Eagles sit number 10. Somebody who can deal with slippery turf. And, a, and yes, a punter who can run a fast 40. That's funny. It's like you're the, the only combine drill you want to put this person yeah. through is yes, can th- you navigate puddles? Yes, I take a hose out and say, <laughs> run straight forward and don't slip. Yeah, and, and we'll draft you just off that alone. And in the cornerback drill, can you subtly grab this guy's jersey and not get a whistle? <laughs> That's the real combine test. Ugh. Who needs, you know, putting up 225? But I'm over it, Maggie. I'm over it. I'm Sounds doing good. Sounds like it. I'm, I'm barely only thinking about it about 10 or 11 times a day. Well, it's progress. Thank you to Mike Samter, to Stu Kovacs. Thank you to Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy. He was a delight. Thank you to Spike Eskin, our boss, the lawyers at Odyssey for greenlighting Perloff's peanut butter challenge. To the Weedos and the Purple Drinkers in the chat, we can't do this show without you. Thank you so much. Have a good weekend.